What's up, everybody? Thank you again for tuning in to OT Takes, Overtime Takes, whatever you want to call it. So today we're doing a draft special. I've got an awesome guest who's going to be on to kind of look at the whole draft, the whole nine yards, winners, losers, sleepers, everything. So it's going to be a great episode today. Later, hopefully tomorrow or maybe the day after, I've got a really good close buddy coming on who we're going to talk about the draft a little bit more with. He's from Ohio. He really wants to talk Cleveland, Cincinnati. We're also going to talk about the last dance. So it's going to be great. We're really looking forward to that. Hope you guys pay attention. Now, without further ado, we're about to get into this NFL draft special. Now, joining me to talk about the draft from the pe- previous three nights is Edward from his own podcast called Shutdown Coverage, which you can find on iTunes and Spotify. How you doing, Edward? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, how are you? I'm good, man. I'm really excited. Uh, it's nice having sports again. <laughs> yeah, it really so, is. It really is. So, uh, with that, let's, let's go ahead and let's let's hop into this thing. So, give me your uh, your your winners of the draft in terms of teams. Yeah, I've got three main ones. I mean, there might be some more obvious ones than these three, but I wanted to sort of dig a bit deeper into it. So, I've got Arizona, Cincinnati, and Carolina. Okay. Um, Really liked what Arizona did, um, getting Isaiah Simmons, um, obviously Jondre Hopkins, I know is um, obviously a free agency trade, but getting them to automatically makes their team twice as good, almost, you know, alone. And then they got um, Josh Jones, who I saw in most mock drafts and in my own mock draft was sort of mid-second, high-second. Um, and they got him at a bargain price to protect Kyler Murray, very athletic lineman, so he can kind of get out in coverage. And actually, you know, when Murray's on designed boots, he can get out there, block for him. And then they got some nice picks in the defensive line later on, um, which they're not going to be big names probably, but just reinforcing that defensive line. They've seen San Francisco, teams like that around them, boosting up that defensive line and getting that rotation. I think they, uh, I think they know that's something they need to do. So... That that's uh, that's the first one I thought did a good job. Definitely, I they were so I, I have five teams that really stood out to me, and I wanted I almost put Arizona on, but I figured you probably would because they had one of the better drafts. Sure, honestly, I love the the Isaiah Simmons pick at, at eight. I thought I thought he was going to go fourth to the Giants, and when he fell, because I think that they I, I'm assuming that they went into the first round at like thinking offensive tackle, but when he fell, they're like. We 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 got to take this guy here, yeah. Steel. So I I definitely like that pick. So one of the teams that that I have was Miami. I thought Miami drafted really well. Then again, it's it's easy to draft well when you have eleven picks. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I love I love the the Tua pick. Uh, I think he's the best quarterback in the draft. I I, I like him more than Burrow. Obviously, I, the the injuries are kind of a concern, but I I still think he's going to be really good. Uh, they did a lot of work for their offensive line, which is where they desperately needed help. They got uh, Austin Jackson out of USC in the first round at 18. I think he's going to be really good in the NFL. He may not be great, you know, may, maybe to start off, but yeah. definitely by definitely you know year two, three, he should really, I'm assuming, take 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 a leap. Robert Hunt out of Houston's good, and Solomon Solomon Kindley out of Georgia, the offensive guard, is going to be really good too. And you know Brian Flores loves his defense, and they had really good defensive pieces, especially some edge rushers that I definitely think are going to be really good and then I loved their last pick uh they took so he played quarterback at Navy his name's Malcolm Perry but they have him listed on their roster as a wide receiver and I went back and I was watching some some tape on him and man that he can run he's definitely got some home run hitting abilities so I really liked their their final pick 
Yeah, I, I mean, I, I love the fact that y- you've you've talked about Tua because I think they've just thrown up perhaps the best smokescreen we've seen in ten years. Of, oh, definitely. Yeah, we're, we're not taking him injury prone. Yeah, yeah, we'll take Herbert. No chance. And I and I said on my podcast that the thing is, people are worrying about Tua's injuries. Number one, there's lots of small quarterbacks in the NFL. We've got to get over this now that quarterbacks yep. can be a bit smaller. But also, it's just the fact that they got him for a fifth pick. You know, if this goes horribly wrong and Tua gets broken in half in his first year, obviously everyone's going to be disappointed. But they'll just come back next year and go, cool, we'll just draft someone else this year. It's not an RG3 yeah. thing where we've given up our draft picks for the next five years to come and get this guy. They Definitely. spent one first round pick on him. It, it literally can't go wrong for them. It's, it's yeah. you're right. Great pick. That's that's right. I I completely agree with that. And the other thing is they have Ryan Fitzpatrick. So if they wanted to, they could wait a year on Tua and make sure he really is 100% healthy before yeah. they play him. You know, in my mock draft, I figured that I thought that they'd go offensive tackle at 5 and then take Jordan Love at 18 and do exactly that and just sit Love for a year. So it wouldn't surprise me if they did that with Tua. I hope they don't just cuz I'm ready to see him play, but yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if if they if they did that at all. So you had Carolina on your list yeah. of winners, which I I didn't have them. So why why did you have uh, Carolina on there? Yeah, unlike Arizona and Cincinnati, who were my other team, I, I gave them an A minus rather than an A in my grades because they did go entire defense, which is kind of odd to to go your entire draft one side of the ball. Um, obviously, the defense was terrible last year. You can understand why they've done it, um, but it's still a bit weird to see but what I really liked was two things I like the fact that Matt Rule went do you know what? I don't care what you all think I know some of you are going to be looking at me and thinking you weirdo taking all de- all defence what are you doing but I love yeah. the fact he went I don't, I don't care what you think because the best GMs the best coaches I know Belichick's got a lot of pelts on the wall but people like Belichick I don't care what you think I'm going to do what I think is best for the team and I, I really like some of their players you know Derek Brown's going to destroy the centre of offensive lines um he's a he's a massive guy who's gonna out muscle everyone in the middle but has the motor and the athleticism to actually go and get people like i was a massive vince wolfolk fan great player but he he always just didn't have that one extra step to make him great i think he Mm -hmm. was just uh, he was a pro Bowl player great player but i think Derek brown's got that extra bit of athleticism to actually go and get the quarterback as well as plug the holes and then you got gross matters in the second round everyone had him projected in the first round so you go and get a first round edge rusher in the second i thought it was really nice and then jeremy chin really exciting prospect we don't know quite how good he's going to be but he, he seems pretty exciting he's very fast um can make a lot of big plays i just think those three could be a really nice core for them and they addressed their key needs which I think in the draft sometimes um, we get caught up with who who drafted the best player or who drafted the quarterback and things like that, which are obviously massively important. But sometimes those needs are lost in that. But I think Carolina did a good job of going, these are great players. Derek Brown's going to be a great player in the league. He's he's almost bust-proof. Nobody's bust-proof, but he's almost bust-proof. <laughs> and then Gross, Gross Mattis is... You know, like I say, a first round talent you got in the second. I just think they they did a really good job quietly. Didn't have to give up loads. Not like they were trading up and down, throwing away picks. So I just th- I just thought they were undervalued. Perhaps I, I might have them a bit high, and and I yeah. can see that if someone came back to me and said I I think you've rated them a bit high, but I just I think they were undervalued um, in the draft. I think they did well. Definitely, I I agree. You know, they're the first team ever to spend all of their picks on defense yeah, in crazy. the draft. 
which with Matt Rule being such an offensive genius coming from Baylor, I think that he's got some confidence like, okay, like offensively we're going to be fine because I'm the coach and I'm going to come up with these great schemes. Yeah, great point. And, you know, maybe, you know, and obviously, you know, when um, when they fired their head coach last year, um, I'm blanking on his name. Um, uh, Ron Rivera. Rivera? Yeah, R- Ron Rivera. Their defense was terrible after that, right? So I definitely like, like the strategy of going all defense. And, you know, they, they've got a, a good wide receiver in, uh, in, in DJ Moore on the outside. So I'm 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 excited to kind of see what all what all they do this year. Yeah. So another big team that kind of stuck out to me was the the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. Loved their their first two picks. I think are just absolute home runs. Getting uh, Patrick Queen out of LSU, the linebacker. You know, Ravens very strong roster across the board. I I definitely thought that their weakest area was linebacker, and they got a great one in, in Patrick Queen to kind of help fill that role. And J.K. Dobbins out of Ohio State. He may be the best running back in the draft. You know, I, I know people love uh, Jonathan Taylor out of Wisconsin, but I watched a lot of, of J.K. Dobbins last year at Ohio State, and he's just he's phenomenal. I think he's going to be a great back in the NFL. He, he he can catch out of the backfield. He's he's going to be really good. So I really liked those two picks. But all in all, their whole draft I thought was really was really good. So they're just strong drafters, aren't they? Every year we seem to talk about the Ravens. Oh, great draft, great draft, great draft. It just seems to be year on year. And I agree completely. I mean, um, spoil a bit of a surprise for later, but I've got them in winners of the off season that we're going to talk about later because they just nailed it again, as they seem to do every year. And as you said, I mean, what did they win last year? Is it 14 or 13 games? 13, I believe. So, I mean, like you said, amazing roster anyway. They didn't really need any help, but they, they got some great players. So yeah, um, who who's your your third team that you have for the winners? Uh, the Bengals. Um, like you yeah. said about the Dolphins, it's it's hard not to do well when you have the first pick in every round. But, <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah, I, I, the the pick of Burrow, I think he looks really pro ready. Um, had obviously a great year last year, but I almost like the fact they just didn't get sucked into the idea of trading because as much as other positions are important the quarterback is so vital in the NFL that if you said to me um and I know Joe Burrow isn't there yet you know he's a prospect he hasn't even played a game yet but if if you said to me what would I trade Peyton Manning for or what would I trade Drew Brees for or whatever which Burrow's got a chance to be it's not saying he's going to be but he's got a chance to be that kind of player and if you said what would you trade for I'd say nothing you can give me five first round picks I don't care if you don't have a quarterback, you can't win the Super Bowl. A few years yeah. ago, the Ravens in 2000, if you look at them with Trent Dilfer, who's obviously, yeah. you know, he's a serviceable quarterback. He's not a nobody. But yeah, back then when you could beat up offenses, sure, you can win with a meh quarterback. You just can't do it anymore. Um, you need a big time guy. So I like the fact they didn't get sucked into trading this went, that's the best quarterback. He has a chance to be great. We're taking him. No messing around. T. Higgins, um, really exciting wide receiver again. A lot of people thought was going to be in the first round. Got him, yep. and now you've got him, A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd, uh, Joe Mixon. He's got lots of weapons to succeed, which is good. And uh, Logan Wilson, actually, I, I was quite happy with for them. Um, third round, just not. he's not going to pop. He's not going to be, you know, probably an all-pro or anything like that. But, you know, he could get to some pro bowls, brings a bit of leadership. He's... Um, but he was a captain for three years, I believe, for his team. Um, so just just a, a nice pick up there to help the defense. But 
yeah, just just a really solid draft. You, you yeah, you got first round. Uh, sorry, you got the first pick in every round, but you still got to make the right picks. You still got to not do anything stupid, and I think they they did that. So it's a really nice draft. Definitely, I, I agree. I, I wanted to put them on my winners too, but I, I figured that that you, you were going to talk about them. Yeah. So I've got I've got three more teams that I think were definitely winners. I'm just going to run through them really quickly. Go for it. Uh, the Browns. The Browns filled their uh, their offensive tackle need with with yeah. Jedrick Willis out of Alabama. I thought that was a great pick for them in the first round, and then they had Grant Delpit fall to him in the second round. He's a he, he's a he's a he was a first round guy in a lot of a lot of these mock drafts. Yeah, he was. You're right. So those two picks I thought were great. Um, I'm really excited, especially for 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 Willis. Like the Browns roster, no excuses now. The the old line should be good. You got yeah. Baker. You know you got OBJ and um, and Jarvis Landry on the outside. Good defense with pass rushers, so let's let's hopefully you know they can they they can throw it all together and, and be good this next year. And no excuse for Baker either. Oh no, come good now. I can throw all those receivers, mate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and I can't throw a ball. Uh, you know. But I am. I'm not a Baker. I'm not as high on Baker Mayfield as other people. So, like you said, no excuses. I'm I'm excited to see how how he plays it this next year as well. Absolutely. And then I have the the Cowboys on here. I, I love. You know, people didn't. Some people didn't like the the CD Lamb pick. I loved it. Like CD Lamb is probably the second best receiver in the draft, and he falls to you at seventeen or no, eighteen, no, se- seventeen. 17. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah, and you know he he falls that far because I know I think some people had him going twelve to, to the Raiders, and I just you know, like when he's there at seventeen, like you you have to take him. He's he's too good of a prospect to pass up on. And then they they end up taking Trayvon Diggs in the second round, who's a very athletic corner, which fills their cornerback need after losing uh, Byron Jones in the offseason. So I really liked their drafts, um, especially when you compare it to their, you know, divisional rivals like like the Eagles. You know, their draft just looks even better. Yeah, um, I, I, next, I think. Sorry, just oh, to come he, back on on um, CD Lamb because you're right; it's a really controversial pick isn't it a lot of people kind of going back and forth and i'm it's really interesting to hear your point of view because i'm so split on it um he's obviously a great receiver i had him going i think 11 in, in in my mock draft and but it's that it's that balance isn't it between really good player and need um yeah and uh it, I, I think it'll benefit them you know long term and i think it'll be a good pick but it's just one of those isn't it where you can see you've got this massive need you've lost byron jones you've lost uh robert quinn your defense is looking thin, so you take a wide receiver. So it's it, it's not that it's a bad pick. It's just one of those I think where you're kind of, you know, there's that kit back of, but could you have taken this, you know, player? But like you say, Diggs is a great pick in the second round. Well, that and to kind of keep going on CD Lamb, I think that another reason why they drafted him is all right, Dak Prescott, you haven't signed yet. Here's this yeah. great rookie wide receiver that that we're going to bring in for you. Just go ahead and sign this deal. <laughs> I think yeah, that that may have absolutely. been some some motivation there as well, just because you know, like, like we're talking about how great of a pick this was possibly, but if you don't have a quarterback to throw him the ball, you know, yeah, so we'll absolutely. we'll see. Absolutely. So, and then the last team that I had was the Chargers. Uh, they got who I think is going to be a franchise quarterback in Herbert. I'm higher on Herbert than most people. Yeah, okay. he's big. He's big. He's he's athletic. He he can really move. You know, for being a guy who's six six, and he's got a huge arm, right? So yeah. I'm I'm a sucker for guys like that, guys who can throw it, you know, <laughs> 80 yards down downfield. I, I know he's he's got some issues to work on, but they're all fixable. Some of it is just some decision making kind of stuff. 
Yeah. So I, I really like Herbert. I think he's going to do really well in the NFL. Um, may, maybe not immediately. You know, maybe his success comes in year, you know, three or four. Sure. But I really like Herbert. He definitely has all the tools to be a franchise quarterback. He's going to have great powder blue. Yeah. Yes, he will. Yeah. And then Kenneth Murray was was the the linebacker that, that they took in the first round. And yeah, in, in the first round, he's the linebacker yeah. out of Oklahoma. And I think he's perfect for for today's NFL. Uh, he he runs a four five as a linebacker, so he should be fast enough and big enough to cover tight ends and in, in man to yep. man coverage. So I think that was a great pick. And then they may have they may have the steal of the draft taking KJ Hill in the seventh round. Yeah, I, you know, the all time receptions leader out of out of Ohio State runs great routes, very tough to bring down in, in the open field. I'm going to talk more about him later because he's he's one of my steals of the draft. Yeah, and. Um, so I, I really liked their draft as well. So I think going on Murray, just to back up that point, because I think that's a great pick. I think the, the thing I really like about Murray as well is it, sometimes it's about drafting for who you play and who's in their division, Travis Kelsey. Yeah. I, I, and in fact, Noah Fant. So uh, I think that's a great shout because that they've now got potentially, stress potentially, because we'll see, a linebacker in cover them, which means your corners and safeties are free to go and mark all those wide receivers. Yep. Um, so I think that's a great shout. Definitely, I, I agree with that. So give me your your losers. Who do, who are your drafts that you're just like I didn't really like? I've got two, which same. I would be surprised if it's the same two as you. They probably are. Um, the Packers and the Eagles are mine. Yeah, that's that's who I've got too. I didn't that one wasn't very hard. Yeah, no, it wasn't. Um, probably have a lot of the same points. Um, I I I just don't. I, the Eagles, I'll come to in a minute. I'm I'm less disappointed in the Eagles, but I'll come Agreed. to that in a minute. Agreed. Yeah, same, same. The Packers, I just I just sitting there going, what? My friend was watching it because in in the UK we pick up um, your feed, so they they literally put on ESPN or whoever's covering it. Okay. And my friend was slightly ahead, uh, slightly ahead because he was following Bleacher Report, and somehow they got the picks ahead of time. I don't know what that's about, but anyway, and and he accidentally spoiled this for me. Um, he was like, "Oh my god, you can't believe what the Packers have done!" And I was like, "Thanks, mate." Now I know they've taken a quarterback because, like, what else could have shocked you that much? Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, I was just sat there for about ten minutes, thinking, "I don't know what they're doing. I don't, I don't get it." I, I just, uh, yeah, I was like, I'm still shot now. You see, I can't even put my words in my mouth. Um, <laughs> I just, I, I just, I, Aaron Rodgers is going to be fuming. He he can do any soundbite he wants, but he will never convince me he's not angry. Um, yeah, they've they've Devonte Adams is great. We all know he is, but I can just double cover him. You know, yep. you haven't got another wide receiver. Drafted a running back. They've already got Aaron Jones. He's not that bad. Yep, they don't need um, a running back. They also got a tight end, which I was like, oh yes, there you go, a weapon. But then, according to Mike Renner, Pro Football Focus, they said they can play him at fullback anyway. So it's like, okay, so that's going to throw to your fullback. Um, I just, yeah, I, I just. I don't get it. I know there's plan for the future. I completely appreciate that. I completely appreciate, as Rich Eisen said on his podcast, someone in that building, I'm oh, sorry, Peter King said it, but on the Rich Eisen show, someone in that building, it's their job to look at 2028. Yep. You know, 2026. Get it, fully get it. But you've got four years left of Rodgers, and next year is supposed to be the most loaded quarterback draft in years. Yes, it is. So what, why not go and get one of them? I just... It yeah. just sat there and made no sense, and then they went and got a running back and a tight end who's going to be a fullback. No wide receivers. 
I just, I, yeah, um, I'll, I'll hand it over to you. I just, I just yeah. don't get it. You've had 18 years. This is the sign I really wanted to put, and I'm glad I remembered. You have 18 years of Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. Brett Favre, yep. 18 years. You're probably going to get 22 by the time Rodgers leaves one way or the other, whether he's forced out or not. And you've got two Super Bowl appearances with two wins, which is nice, well done. But you've got two Super Bowl appearances, unless you can correct me on that. I'm pretty sure it's only two. I, I, beat, that sounds right. They beat the Patriots and they beat, um, I can't remember who Rodgers beat. Now. Uh, oh, Steelers. Um, yes, yes, the Steelers, and, and, that's right. I, and you just think, guys, you've got four years left, three years maybe. Make the most of it because when he's gone, if love falls flat on his face, you're going to be sitting there going, 20-odd years and we got two Super Bowls. We didn't even get to another one. And you'll yeah. look at the fact you didn't give Rodgers any help on the offense whatsoever. Apart from his offensive right. line, he's always, he's always had a decent line, in fairness. Yeah. Um, and, and you'll regret it. You'll yeah. hugely regret it. I mean, look at the Niners. What do they... They combined at halftime in the two games against the Niners last year. The Niners were up combined like forty-six points, or yep. something like that. It's somewhere in the forties, and you just think, how are you going to compete with that when he's got no one to throw to? I just, yeah. Sorry, over to you. I was just. Oh, yeah. you're good. You're good. <laughs> Take it. So, say so I have basically the same points, and then I have one more that's that really kind of concerns me. So obviously, um, like you said, I don't. I I understand the Jordan Love pick. Don't like it, especially this year when the receiver draft is so deep. Yeah, <laughs> and you don't go get a wide receiver. Like that's just like they they could have drafted somebody in like the fourth or fifth round who, who would have been a, a solid a solid wide receiver. Like it, it was that deep, and they didn't. Absolutely. Then the other thing is they didn't address their need for defensive tackles and linebackers because watching the watching them play the Forty ers last year. And, and, and the Eagles and just really everybody, if you wanted to beat the Packers last year, you lined up in the out formation and you ran the ball right, right up the middle because they could Absolutely. not stop the run. And they haven't done anything to address that need, right? So not only sure. do you not ha- do you not give Aaron Rodgers more weapons to maybe outscore those teams, but you don't address the need of being able to stop the run. And that was really where, where, I, where I was upset because – you know, the receivers two and three, are they they're they're okay. You know, obviously, you know, you you would have rather them gotten somebody like I don't know, um Justin Jefferson or or, or somebody like that. Jordan but you Ryan. know, uh Addison or, or Allison or I blanking on his name, they're uh the guy who wound up being their, their number two by the end of the year, he's not bad. Yeah. Like he he's he's a solid number two option. But you know, I just I like you said, I really wish that, that they that they had drafted a, a wide receiver. Yeah, I completely agree. I don't. I. I mean, you make a great point that you know you could argue it's it's even worse of a draft just because they didn't address a lot of the needs that were exposed last year. I mean, Delvin Cooks in that division, the yep. um, the Detroit Lions drafted a, a running back to go um, um, with their guy they've already got, who I think is quite good actually. Some people yeah. were putting him down on on the draft coverage, and I was like, I don't know what you're on about, um, <laughs> and. Um, so I mean they they could get run over. I mean the Bears admittedly their their lines a bit battered, but the other two are going to run it on you. Um, and once you get in the playoffs, you know every team in the playoffs can run the ball. You're going to meet right. San Fran, or you're going to meet Seattle, or you're going to meet the Rams, or you're going to meet Saint, um, New Orleans. Uh, you know all of them can run the ball. So yeah, I I just don't get it. I think you you're in a win now window, and you drafted for three years time. 
Yep. Um, that's got it. yeah. So the Eagles. So, okay. Yeah. Not not as upset about them. So yeah. the first problem that I have is the first round they have the option to take Justin Jefferson, Absolutely. who was the best best receiver on the board at the time, and they they didn't take him. They ended up taking a Reger or Rieger or however you pronounce yeah. his name out of out of uh, TCU. I just like he's a good wide receiver. I just watching Justin Jefferson and what he did against SEC defenses. I just feel like you had to take him. And then yeah, high Jalen Hurts. You said what? I'm sorry. Uh, it's high competition, isn't it? If if you're dominating yeah. against the best in the country, then exactly, yeah. Good. You know, I had um, a guy who used to play at, at the University of Arkansas on here you know, um, a, a few episodes ago, and you know, he talks about how the NFL scouts call the SEC the baby NFL, right? Okay. So Justin Jefferson goes out there and just dominates these guys, and I just don't see how how you don't take him there because he's big, he's fast, he's got great hands. He's just he'd have been perfect on, on the outside, and then you know, the Jalen Hurts pick, I understand. Uh, I don't. I think it, I figured that they were going to go out and get a quarterback at some point because they do need a backup, so they don't have to call a forty-year-old high school coach again. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so I understand the pick. I just think that they took him too early. They def, I feel like they could have waited until the third, maybe the fourth round, and gotten him. So yeah. that's that was the only problem with the pick. They they could have waited at least one round to to, to get him. Yeah, I, I agree completely. I think my big issue is, as you say, actually more with the first pick. I think as well as there being better receivers available, as, as you've already covered, they had um, let's have a look. How many have we got? Eleven picks this year. So if you've got eleven picks, why couldn't you go up and get C D Lamb? Yeah. If you if you really want to go and get a receiver then why didn't you go up and get him or rugs or whoever? I mean, I don't get me wrong. I know it's 10 picks in the first round. You know, you're going to have to trade some stock for that, but you're not going to have yeah. to trade your whole draft or anything. Um, so I, I, I didn't understand that at all. I even thought, why didn't they trade back? Who's taking yeah. Jalen Rieger? Like, yeah, you don't have like, to worry about him. You can get him later. Why, why not trade definitely. back? Um, so, yeah, I thought I thought that was really bizarre. Um, Jalen Hurts... I get Carson Wentz's injury history. I do. Um, and at least it was a second rounder, not a first rounder like Jordan Love. So again, you're spending less on it. I get that. But again, this team's got holes, not as many holes as the Packers. So as you can see all these layers that make it better than the Packers. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's. I still think they had needs they could have easily addressed at that point. And why not? T- I mean, unless unless they're hiding something, which I don't think they are because Carson Wentz played a whole year last year, but unless they're hiding something about Wentz that he's got an injury or something that they're thinking this could go at any time. We're not going to tell anyone because we don't want the fans and anyone to panic, but he takes yeah. one bad blow to his leg and he's gone. Um, I don't see why you couldn't take from or Eason. That's exactly what I was about to say. Yeah. And develop them. And um, then, you know, your second round pick, get a corner. Secondary has always been their Achilles heel. Um, or a linebacker. I mean, the, the, their pass rush is great in their D line, but their their pursuit linebackers are yeah so so traditionally. Um, and um, who did the did you do? I'll talk about it later. But the Saints took Zach Bourne round three. Um, he he was out there sideline sideline kind of guy. Um, yeah, it was just a bit. It, it was all kind of not great for the Eagles. It wasn't terrible like the Packers, yeah. where I don't really know what they're doing, but um, <laughs> it was just sort of. 
you know, it, it could have been, it could have definitely been better. Both teams should have just waited to the third and fourth round. I don't mind them drafting a quarterback. Do you know what? The Patriots, apart from this year, always draft a quarterback. That's why they have so many guys they can then trade on as Brady's kept going for picks. But they could have waited a couple of rounds, spent a less premium pick on it. Definitely. So give me some guys that you're excited to see that maybe they aren't sleepers, like guys that went rounds two and three. Because obviously, you know, everybody's excited to see Tua and Joe Burrow and CeeDee Lamb and Jerry Judy and guys like that. But give me some guys like rounds two, three that that you think are going to be really good NFL players that you're that you're looking forward to watching. Sure. Um, I'd I'd go straight in with Zach Bourne, who I just talked about, went to the Saints in round Mm -hmm. three. Um, he's really the he, sorry, he, he's the he, he's the linebacker out of Wisconsin, right? Yeah, he is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think he's high motor, high energy, um, which is kind of suits the Saints that kind of frenetic energy. I think he's going to um, be. A, I'm really happy they address the defense because I was worried they were going to put all their picks into the offense and go. It's Drew Brees's like a last hurrah. Let's let's give him all the weapons and then. But then you've got to score 40 points every game because your defense sucks. So, it, you know, it, <laughs> it, it, I, I'm glad that they kind of went, do you know what, we we need that kind of guy who can chase a running back, potentially cover a decent tight end. He's not great in coverage, but he, he'll run up to the line. He'll hit someone hard. He plays all four downs. There's no obvious weakness. He's a bit below size. So when he does blitz, they were saying that if a tackle's got long arms, they can, get, they can keep him sort of arm's length, if you will, because he can't slap the yeah. arms down. But... I think just think it's a really nice value pick. And to be fair, the Saints defense, I was obviously having a bit of a joke before, that their lines are good, their secondary's good, they are a decent defense. So just adding a guy on that second level I thought was quite nice. Um, the other one that caught my eye, which I think was overdrafted, to be honest, it was a little bit of a reach, but because of the team he went to, I'm really excited, is um, Chase Claypool. Uh, not yes, name. I have him too. I love Chase Claypool. I think a really exciting prospect, big play guy, uh, but it's it's because he's going to the Steelers, and yep. the Steelers obviously Big Ben will chuck it up to you. He's he, Big Ben's not a great timing route guy. He he he's got big arm. He'll throw you the big ball. He's going to get one on one coverage all year because of Juju, but also mm-hmm. just um, because the Steelers are so good at identifying and bringing through wide receivers. If you look at the last ten fifteen years. Like it seems, every receiver who's amazing seems to have somehow come through Pittsburgh. Yeah, um, they and drive, so I just think he'll follow that. Yeah, they're they're definitely they're the best organization that I've seen that drafts receivers. They they draft receivers so well, and he's going to be you know he, he he ran a four four forty right. Yeah. So he is the he is the only wide receiver since Calvin Johnson to be at least six four two thirty five and run under a four five. That's crazy. Right. So it? he's he's just a physical <laughs> specimen. Like he is just absolutely he he's a he's a freak of nature, right? He is. And yeah. no more uh Antonio Brown, obviously. He's gonna help them really stretch the field, which is gonna help Juju underneath, right? Because Juju is. isn't a burner, he's more of a possession kind of guy. And having a guy like Chase Claypool to kind of drag the safeties a little bit deeper should honestly I, I should help Juju as well. So I'm oh, yeah. like you said, I'm really excited for Chase Claypool. Yeah, I think he's I think he's gonna be great. The the other one I've got, which we're probably not gonna see for a year or two, but I just really like the pick. So I'm I'm excited for the player, but I'm kind of just really I really think the pick was a good one. In my mock draft, I had um the Colts drafting going up from the second pick in the second round to back into the first round to get Jordan Love. Um because okay. I thought 
I like the idea of like a big armed quarterback in that dome. They tend they have a lot of down the field kind of guys. That's their tradition. I think Chris Ballard's uh, you know a great GM and Frank Reich. What better mm-hmm. head coach to have as a quarterback? But in yeah. the end, of course, they took Jacob Eason, and I'm sort of like, well, actually, they could have got a player with the same potential two rounds late or three rounds later compared to my mock draft. And I'm just excited to see where he goes over the next couple of years. I think he could really develop. I think his, like you said about um, a player earlier, I think it uh, was Herbert you were talking about. I think Mm -hmm. a lot of his problems that, you know, coming into this, which was timing, anticipation, things like that. They're things that get better when you're in the NFL because you have better coaches and you get used to the speed of the game. He's got a big arm. He can act, he's accurate. He can throw down the field. He's tough. I just think he has big upside and the things that drag him down or potentially drag him down can be fixed at this level. So it'll be interesting over the next couple of years to see if they he can develop under Rivers. Rivers is gone. He's it's Oh, never mind. You meant in, in Indianapolis, yeah, not... Yeah. <laughs> not yeah. Los Angeles. You're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I I definitely think yeah that's good. Uh, but I'm I'm excited for Jordan Love too, just because I think he's perfect in Green Bay. You know, he's going to sure. be able to to develop under under Aaron Rodgers, and he is he's perfect for that weather with the big arm, so that yeah, the weather shouldn't sure. really affect him as much. And then Eason as well. Eason's like Jake. Uh, Eason's going to be really good. Um, like you said, we won't see him for probably two years. We'll see how he does. I think he's going to be better than what most people are are projecting. So I definitely think that he's definitely going to be somebody to watch out for. Yeah, agreed. What about you? So I had two. Um, obviously, Chase uh, Claypool to the Steelers. I already already talked about him. Yeah. He's when I saw him come off the board to to Pittsburgh. I I was oh, I was so excited because I, <laughs> I I love that dude. And then uh, so my my other one is McTelvin Aguim. Uh, he's a defensive tackle who's drafted to the Broncos. All right, okay. Guy is very athletic for a, a defensive tackle. Uh, his forty was a sub five. Uh, he's he wasn't used very well at Arkansas, so I know for a few years they were they were in a three four. So he was just kind of taking up blocks, right? And they'd yeah. have the linebackers come down, and he wasn't used very well. Whereas I think now that he's in Denver with um, blanking on their head coach's name, he's a uh, very uh, uh, defensive-minded head coach. Joseph. Yeah, that's right. And that's a, they're they're going to use him really well. He's very athletic. He was a he's a five-star guy coming out of high school. You know, I, I saw some of his clips. He actually returned like he returned kicks and punts in high school. Like that's that's how that's how athletic this guy is. Wow, right? at, at over, that's impressive. Yeah, yeah, at you know two hundred ninety pounds. So I'm really excited to see him, um, especially since he he won't he's not going to be uh, d- double teamed at all because they've got Von Miller on the outside. Yeah. So I'm So I'm I'm really kind of excited to see where his career goes. Now, yeah. do you have any any sleepers guys that went like third day of the draft, 5th, 6th, 7th round, kind of do you have anybody like that that you're looking forward to? Yeah, I've got one or two. Um I've just remembered as well. It's Vic Fangio, isn't it, in Denver? Um Fangio yes. just got fired didn't he at the end of the year. <laughs> just uh, just sort of dawned on me while you were talking. Um so I've got well, one's a proper sleeper, one's you know sort of mid rounds. Um, the proper sleeper is uh, Geno Stone, uh, the Baltimore Ravens took uh, right at the end of the seventh, right at the end of the draft. Um, and I think I was looking into him um, partly because I was looking at Baltimore because, like you say, good drafters, 
you want to look at the kind of players they pick up because they're probably you know a good pick and a lot of people are saying he's been really underrated and he's got apparently they were saying from the player um sorry the teams that have talked to him i know it's a bit odd at the moment it's all virtual but from the teams that have talked to him i think he's got a really high iq he's very aggressive um he's sort of a over the middle zone safety um he'll be on special teams to start with but i just thought he fitted Baltimore really nicely getting a bit of um you know having that clever player i mean sort of sort of his zone picks safety he's not going to probably come in the box too much he's probably not going to one-on-one that much but just sort of middle of the field deep safety can read the quarterback well go and make that play and they were saying he's they reckon he'll develop into a full-time starter over time and i know that doesn't sound like perhaps the biggest praise but i think when you get someone in the seventh round if people are saying high iq good chance of developing into a full-time starter will be a special teams guy to start with that's a pretty great value pick, really. Definitely, yeah, I, I agree with that, no doubt. Um, That's yeah. The the other one um, was the tight end who went to the Patriots. Well, one of the tight ends who went to the Patriots, uh, Devin Asiasi. I want to say is how you say it. Uh, UCLA, um, big lad, six six foot three, two sixty pounds. Um, he, he can block, but he's more of a receiver. But he can block, unlike a lot of tight ends you get out of. Um, college now who are, who are more like h-backs or slot receivers but just a bit bigger um but they, they're saying he runs really nice routes um i watched him um, a couple of times just some highlights and really good pair of hands um he had one drop on 69 targets last year which is That's pretty great considering he's definitely. not rapid so those catches are going to be contested he isn't going to be wide open um, so I thought that was that was good. Sounds like a patriot. Um, they have lined him up as H back and split out sometimes, but he's generally an in line tight end. And I just okay. thought it, it's kind of a sleeper pick. I know he was in round three or four, so it's reasonably high. But a lot of people said they reached for him, and he wasn't on a lot of people's boards. The number two tight end was still on the board when he was picked. So I just thought it was maybe an under-the-radar pick. And, you know, the Patriots generally, if you look at Bill Belichick's tight ends, who he's drafted at least kind of high, you've got Daniel Graham, Ben Watson, Gronk, Aaron Hernandez. Obviously, some of them didn't end great. But, you know, if you look at the value of the actual pick, um, he seems to be pretty good at that. So I just something to watch. I think that's just the most New England thing ever. Hey, the number two tight end still on the board, but we're going to take this guy that nobody's ever heard of, and he's going to yeah, be really good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so I've got I've got four that oh, really. Right, yeah. So two of them are, are undrafted free agents, and then so let's let's the the first one is Thaddeus Moss, tight end out of LSU. Uh, Randy Moss's son, so you know he's he's got really good uh, lineage, and he so he yeah. signed an undrafted free agent contract with the Redskins, which is my only concern because I'm not sold on Dwayne Haskins after seeing what we saw last year. Absolutely, but he's big, he's got good hands, he's got really good feet too. Uh, he's an average blocker, but I definitely say he's better than you know most tight ends that don't even block at all. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, so I, yeah. Absolutely. So I, I really I really like him going to the the Redskins. Uh, my other undrafted free agent guy is Scooter Harris. He's a linebacker who played at Arkansas. So he had three straight years of over a, a hundred tackles in the SEC, and then one of those years he led the SEC in tackles. So he's he's a little undersized. I think that's maybe why he wasn't drafted. But the dude can fly. Like his in game speed is just 
it's crazy. And he he has a nose for the, he has a nose for the football, and then his his coverage skills are okay. Those are definitely going to have to be developed. But he was signed by the by the Patriots, and Bill yes. Belichick just does great things with with these uh, defensive guys. So I really like Scooter Harris. He's got a chance of being on the team as well because they're lacking linebackers even after definitely. the draft. Yeah, and then my last two. So I've got Jake Fromm who went who went in the fifth round. And he's not going to play immediately because the Bills have Josh Allen. But, look, Jake Fromm is second in career t- touchdown passes at Georgia, right? And that's after a bad junior year. And I know people are kind of knocking him. and But if you watch Georgia play at all, you know, Fromm's trying to throw balls in windows the size of a tin can, okay? Yeah. Just the receivers he had couldn't get separation, which makes it really tough. And, you know, his first two years when he had when he had really good receivers, he was great. You know, and he, so he is definitely a guy that I'm looking forward to. Wouldn't surprise me if the Bills traded him at some point because, they, like I said, they do have Josh Allen. So I, I'm excited to watch Jake Fromm. He's really smart, and that's something that, that's going to transfer from from college to 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 the NFL because you know he's he's been in a pro system as well at Georgia, and so I think that's going to help him in terms of the the leap. And then the last guy that I have is KJ Hill. Uh, a, Talked about him earlier, uh, seventh round pick. He's going to be a really good, good uh, slot, slot receiver. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited to to watch him play as well. So, I really like the Jake are... from one. Um, I think uh, one thing that just stood out from what you were saying, and I, and I agree with you on everything you said. I think the one thing that stood out was how good the players are around them. And I think we often talk about that in the NFL, don't we? Like if um, a quarterback struggling or a you know, running back struggling will say, oh, well, their offensive line isn't very good or the receivers they're throwing to aren't very good or whatever. Whereas in college, we tend to gloss over that. Like if you look at um, uh, Burrow, his first, his his last two years before this year were meh. You know, they they weren't great. They weren't bad, but they weren't great. They certainly weren't going number one. Um, Oh, definitely not. Yeah. And I get he's developed and... um, you know new coaches and and all this different stuff of like why this has happened and I give complete credit to him you don't go number one overall for nothing you don't but it just shows that even a guy who's put together a season like him relies on the people around him and if the people around him aren't up to level then they're going to struggle so I just think that was a really good point you made that if Jake Fromm hasn't got any help and he's high IQ you know if you if he if you've seen him make the throws so you know he's got the arm to do it and he's high IQ. The rest of it you can kind of piece together and say, well, if he hasn't got a supporting cast, let's put him in a professional offense and see where he goes. And as you said, worst case, you get your fourth pit back, maybe down the line, third round pick, worst case. And in the meantime, you can just develop him. Yeah, definitely. So give me your, overall, give me your, your offseason winners so far. Um, I got three. Um I got the LA Chargers. Um, I just for for so many reasons, really. They got a franchise quarterback like Miami. Didn't have to move up. Didn't pay a premium. Give away low draft picks or players. Just sat there in the sixth pick with with the talent they've got on their team. They got so much talent, and they just had the sixth pick, and they just said, "Here's our franchise quarterback." The one main thing we're missing, apart from probably a tackle, um, let's go grab him. Brilliant value. Um, the immediate starting linebacker in Kenneth Murray, who you mentioned earlier, great leader, joins a stacked defense. Um, if he can't cover a tight end like Travis Kelsey, then Derwin James will do it. Um, they signed Chris Harris, 
great solid corner. I know he's getting towards the end of his days in the NFL, but he'll still cover second and third receivers well. Brian Belaga solidified the defensive line a little bit. Linville Joseph been a, a solid player in Minnesota for a long time. The only real loss is because um, I know they lost Rivers, but they've got Herbert. So and Tyra Taylor can hold down the fort for a year if he has to. So I, I although I do consider that a loss, it's you know swings and roundabouts. He was going to leave soon anyway. Um, the real loss was Melvin Gordon, but again, after he held out for a year, this was sort of inevitable. And the amount they've added in the draft and free agency, I consider it a massive, uh, a massive tick, a massive win. And I think f- finally, I, th- I think the reason they've won is because they finally sort of fought back in that kind of battle for LA. I was talking to, about this on my podcast the other day that they have got to fight the Rams for LA. LA will not support two teams. And by that, I either mean one of them's going to have to leave or yep. be the little brother forever. Yep. And um, you, you uh, see that in basketball with the Lakers and the Clippers. That's that's a really good point. Yeah. Actually, you know, that's a perfect example. <laughs> perfect example. And, I, I, well, and New York, let's let's be fair, uh, with the Yankees and the Mets. It's Yankees and Mets, isn't it? Yes, it not is. A yeah. baseball guy. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> and they've got to fight them for this. And if, if it, 10 years is too late. In 10 years' time, everyone will be a Rams fan and it'll be too late. They're the ones who've gone to the Super Bowl. They're the ones, the superstar players, the good-looking young coach, etc. They need yeah. to fight them for this. But they've got their quarterback now. They're going to be a good team this year. They, they're going 10-11 wins minimum, maybe more, but they're going that minimum. And they've got their powder blue, awesome-looking uniforms, and it's a new era. That's the way they can phrase this. New era, new stadium, new charges. And I think yeah. that that's why I really like what they did. I'm quite passionate about what they did. I, I really like their off season, and um, I think they nailed it in the draft and just all round win for them. I can't see any real weakness, like I say, apart from Melvin Gordon going, that you know is going to hold them back this year. I think they're in great shape. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. You know, Justin Herbert comes in and plays at a above average level. They're Super Bowl contenders in my book. Um, Obviously, you know they have their their offense is loaded. Um, really like their their defense as well. You know, if Justin Herbert could just play, you know, above average, they they could definitely make a run at the uh, the Super Bowl. Um, I think as well. You know, you look at their record last year; they were um, five and eleven. You know, which obviously very disappointing. But if you look at their if you look at the teams in their division, Chiefs are going to be a rock solid game to play you know you, you might well yeah. lose to both of them but if you look at the Raiders and you look at the Broncos I don't see them having better rosters than the Chargers and I think Agreed. um if you look at Philip Rivers what did he throw 30 picks last year something like that it, even it, if it, it, he wasn't very and, good <laughs> no no he wasn't no you're absolutely right and that's why they moved on from him. I think if Herbert comes in and you know he doesn't even have to throw as many touchdowns if he can throw I don't know say he plays all 16 games 20 odd touchdowns and 10 picks 12 picks that'll be yeah. that automatically is two more wins just from not turning oh, the ball over um so yeah i th- think it's a no lose for them definitely agree with that that's a really good analysis of the chargers i, I like that that was good so for me so i, I have two of the uh, the offseason winners and the biggest one to me is the arizona cardinals yeah uh, you talked about how great their draft was already uh, addressing the uh, the offensive line needs and drafting uh, Isaiah Simmons, the most versatile player in, in the draft, offense or defense. I'm in, I'm excited to see kind of what they're going to do with him. You know, he's going to play linebacker, he's going to play safety, he's going to play corner. <laughs> like we don't really yeah, know, but 
Love that pick. Oh, definitely, yeah. And then obviously, you know, you trade a a second round pick and get you know a top three receiver in the league and 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 Hopkins. You know, I I really, yeah, I really like what you know they've done in the off season. Uh, Steve, it's Steve Kime, isn't it? GM in Arizona. I believe so. Yes, He, he must be walking in. Like into the building this morning. Well, no, they can't go to the building this morning. If they could go to the building <laughs> this morning, it, it just it'd be one of those like gifts, you know, when someone like walks in and there's like some sort of cool music playing in the background. They walk in with like shades on or something like that. He just oh, definitely. one off season he's had. Um, and I, 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 one thing just to talk about that the Cardinals. I really dislike this idea that we don't know where Isaiah Simmons is going to play. Oh no, this is this is such a problem. It's like, but when they get someone like that on offense, everyone's like, oh, what a weapon. You can put him everywhere and they don't know what they're going to do. Well, it's the same with Isaiah Simmons. One play, yeah. I mean, Tom Brady, someone like that, yeah, it's going to figure it out. Fair enough. But um, you, you play, um, who have they got in their division? Someone like, um, oh, what's the LA Rams quarterback? Well, Goff. Um, Goff. You play yeah. someone like that who hasn't seen loads yet in the league. And one play is going to be single high safety. Next play is going to be strong safety in the box. Next one is going to be man-to-man bump on the tight end. Next one is going to be blitzing over the center. And and it's like, how do you account for him? This is exactly yeah. the kind of player you want. I don't get this, we don't know where to put him thing. Yeah, I think he's going to be a, a real weapon defensively for them. And I'm, I'm excited to kind of see what they do with him. Especially Absolutely. with a guy like Cliff uh, K- Kingsbury, who's not... Very defensive minded, you know. He's definitely all offense, which yeah. is something I want to commend the Cardinals on. They are all in on this. We're going to run the spread kind of deal with with Kingsbury. Uh, yeah, I just want to commend absolutely. them for that because you know a lot of times you know if you have commit to a plan, you know it's probably not going to go very well. But they're they're all in on on Kingsbury in this and his ideas, which I think is awesome. It's not conforming, isn't it? It's like the Panthers we were talking about earlier taking all defense. It's not conforming. It's not coming to the NFL and going, "Oh, I better not, better not run my spread offense because it's not conventional. Everyone's going to think I look stupid." You know, it's he's just gone. Look, this is the offense I run. It works. I believe in it. I'm going to run it. Yeah, very similar to to Chip Kelly with the Eagles a few years ago. Absolutely. Just yeah. in terms of the the idea, yeah. Hopefully, ends better though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my other uh, off-season winner is the Miami Dolphins. I just they've added really good, smart, tough d- defensive players and guys like like Kyle Van Noy, who's going to play linebacker. They've drafted some some solid edge rushers in the draft, and obviously, anytime you draft or obtain your your franchise quarterback, that's it's automatically a great great off-season, and they've done it that is. in Tua and. Man, Brian, Brian Flores is building a really good culture down there, and I'm really excited to kind of see what they do. Maybe not this year because you know I'm, they'll probably go eight and eight. I'm assuming this year, um, all kind of depending on whether or not Tua plays. But you know, next year they've got I think ten draft picks, something like that. So they're going to be able to add you know another yeah. solid ten guys, right? So mate so i don't the real leap will come i think in two or three years you know will, will they win 12 games and then again it's a lot easier to win to win there now because you don't have tom brady in your division so we'll, we'll, I'm, I'm excited for them that's this is the time isn't it this is why the bills went and got stefan diggs because the doors yeah. open for the first time in i'm gonna say about 16 years because until 2034 when they won a couple more super bowls the patriots were still vulnerable but yeah. In about 16 years, the doors open for the first time. The Bills are like, we're getting Stefan Diggs. The Dolphins are like, we're literally drafting everybody, like you say, next year as well. <laughs> um, the only one that doesn't really seem to have any urgency is the Jets, but, you know, obviously you didn't pick them, so that's fine. Um, but they're, they're the only so ones who just don't bother. 
the, yeah, the Jets are so just dysfunctional. They should have taken Jerry Judy at 11 to help yeah. Sam Darnold, but they didn't. It's no. okay, though. It's all, it's all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we've got to have someone dysfunctional to talk about, haven't we? So <laughs> Yeah, that's right. So one more thing that I completely forgot to mention earlier, and then we'll, we'll probably start to, to wrap it up. Sure. So I need help understanding this because this, this pick was made, and I just – I didn't lose it, but I was I was pretty close. So the Raiders the, took the, the first, first receiver off the board, and it wasn't Jerry Judy. They they took oh, okay. they, it wasn't even CD Lamb. Yeah. It was it was Rugs. And yeah. I understand the guys were really fast, but Jerry Judy and CD Lamb are both all around. They are better wide receivers, right? And yeah, especially Jerry definitely. Judy, who ran like a four four. Right, yeah. so like four two eight four four, not that big of a difference. I just it kind of drove me a little crazy that, that that they took rugs and not and not Judy. W- what do you think about that? Um, I don't think I was as offended by it as you were, but what I will say is I do agree with you. So I do agree that I think why people kept saying and and it's it's complimented with false praise. People kept saying, "Oh, Jerry Judy's a really good route runner." as if that was some sort of like insult that he's a really good route runner. It's like, but as a quarterback, which I'm not obviously, but if I was, I want the route runner. I want to know where that guy's going to be. I don't want to just throw a bomb down the sideline because this guy's fast. Yeah. I, I want to know and, where and, the guy's going to be. And it, it's not like, you know, it's not like Jerry Judy's slow either. Like the guy runs a four, four. That's, that's well, yeah, it's pretty fast. And they kept you saying know, on he's, draft night, um, Oh yeah, Al Davis would be proud of that pick because of the speed, like harkening back to the Al Davis days. And I felt like saying, you know, guys, for the last twenty years, that's not a good thing. Yeah, really. We're like, talking about the this, Raiders like, were terrible great, when, when yeah. Al Davis was the owner. Like they were, they were awful. So I don't. Uh, I mean, I know in the early years they had some success with Madden and things like that. So, but the last, as you said, the last fifteen twenty years, they've just drafted speed. And when Jamarcus Russell came along, they're like, yes, a quarterback who can run people over. Let's pick him. Um, and it, it's ended terribly. So I don't know why people were talking about this like it's some sort of positive. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, I, partially the reason why I'm so upset is because I had Ruggs going to the 49ers in my mock draft. Sure. And he, he reminds me so much of, of Tyreek Hill. And yes. I just think for a guy, for a guy like that to work, you have to be in a good system with a with a good offensive coach. Not a knock to John Gruden, but I definitely think Kyle Shanahan is a better offensive mind than John Gruden is. And so I just really wanted to see Ruggs, you know, playing what for the 49ers in that system. Yeah, what you could do in that situation. I think, to be honest, actually, I, I, it's funny that you, you, you started to talk about what you were going to say, and I thought you were going to talk about the Raiders, and I thought you were going to talk about the first round, but I actually thought you were going to talk, talk about Damon Arnett, the corner that they, they took <laughs> yeah. later, because that's one of my surprise picks. I just don't... Again, it's one of those things, look, everything's fit and finish. If if the guy fits in your system, then that like doubles his value almost, if you see what I mean. Like Richard yeah. Sherman... Great cornerback, not here to knock him at all. Great cornerback, um, but he played in in a three deep zone, and he was amazing at that. And if he was asked to go and trail a wide receiver, could he do that? Yes, I think he could quite easily. 
But my point is that he was perfect for that system. And if he had to yes. trail a guy all over the field, I don't think he would be as good as in that system. It'd still yeah. be Pro Bowl, still be All Pro, win a Super Bowl, all the rest of it. But he wouldn't be as good. So I get that fit and system is a thing, but I just look at the players around at the time when they picked him. And, and again, could have traded down and got him. Like I said about the um, Eagles earlier with their wide receiver, you could have traded down and got Rager. You could have traded down and got Arnett because nobody was taking him. I haven't heard his name mentioned by anybody at all. And the people, and you could have addressed it later, you could have got Arnett later. You could have got Trayvon Diggs or Jalen Johnson later. Yeah, you could have, you definitely. Could, you could have drafted Chase on Queen or Murray. They were all still on the board at... Uh, pass mm-hmm. rusher which they need linebacker which they need um so I'm, I'm probably just as angry as you are but about their second pick not so much the first one <laughs> well, uh, like they're not bad it. picks they just could have gotten better guys at, yeah. at those spots but they could have either got traded back and got picks or as you said got a better version of what they got yeah so that's that's all i've got uh, do you have any final thoughts anything else that you want to say uh, about the draft or, or anything or do a plug uh, for your podcast or anything like that? <laughs> the, I mean, the only thing I suppose I had as a little bit of a talking point before we finished was um, just getting your thoughts on the on the Trent Williams trade. And then since I wrote my notes for this podcast, um, obviously, James Winston going to the Saints. Just wondered if you had thoughts on either of them. Uh, I'm not so much on the Trent Williams trade. Uh, I haven't really looked into that too, too much. Sure. But James Winston to the Saints, I think is great for James Winston. Yeah. Um. You know, being under a guy like Drew Brees, I think is really going to help him because Jameis Winston has all the tools in the world to be a to be good enough to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. I mean, obviously, the guy the guy threw for thirty t- touchdowns this last year, but obviously, you know, he also threw for for thirty picks. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, going and not even just being with a guy like Drew Brees, but being with a guy like Sean Payton, right? Like that's going Absolutely. to help him and definitely help him develop. So, I definitely think that was a good place for him to sign. And since we're talking about free agent signings, um, Jadavion Clowney is yet to sign anywhere cool. still. Yeah. So I'm. That's where. Where do you think he lands? I know you have probably haven't done any research into that, but just off the top of your head, where yeah. does he land? Um, I've probably got two places. Um, I mean, obviously, like Cam, he's been screwed by injuries and the fact that no one can assess him at the moment. Um, I still think there's a chance, small though it might be that he lands um, back in Seattle. Um, I I don't think it's a massive chance, but I just think he made sense there. He played well there. Um, They could do with another pass rusher in the rotation. The only problem is, is cap-wise, he'd have to kind of accept another reasonably cheap one-year deal and just sort of say to himself, I'll get a big deal next year. I would have got a big deal this year, but we've got the COVID-19 thing. I've got injuries, but they know my injuries. If they're willing to take me back on not not no money, but you know, one year eight million or something like that, then yeah, I'll make my way back there. The other one was, um, and this is the one I said on my podcast was to go to Cleveland because Cleveland has still got thirty million in cap space. So let's say ten million gets wow. taken off for the rookies, just for argument's sake. Let's say it costs them ten million to get all their rookies. That means they've got easily enough money. And oh yeah, definitely. Again. They could sign him on one year if they want to, or two years. You know, it's up to them. And I just think him with Mars Garrett, um, assuming he doesn't get injured, but they've got other players on that line, so they can rotate him out. So they don't wear it, him into the ground. And I just they've think they've got Vernon as weapon. well. That's it, Vernon as well. 
Uh, they've got someone else inside, and I can't remember his name. But they've got they would have a good rotation, and I think, I think he, he's quite a good character person. I mean, I think he's been a bit marred, to be honest. By you know, sometimes you get negative publicity, don't you? If you hold out, you know, people don't like yeah. it. But he he played for like two years when he wanted a new contract, and he, mm-hmm. he asked for a contract. They said no, and he kept playing and kept performing. Um, I know he had some injury problems, and I appreciate that. But I, I don't think you're bringing a bad egg into that locker room. Because if you were with, you know, Beckham, Landry, Mayfield already, I'd be a bit like, oh, they probably got enough characters as it is. But I think I think that you'd get a hard worker, someone who wants a big contract next year. And just, you know, you've got to, you've got to chase after Burrow now. You've got to chase after Lamar Jackson. You've got to tra- get Big Ben. I just think it'd be uh, quite a nice fit for him. Yeah, definitely. I, I agree with that. And that'd just be another reason for us to to bang on, on baker mayfield if they don't win <laughs> yeah no absolutely absolutely he you know he's he's entering a big year um most quarterbacks it's fourth fifth year but he's bought it on himself um yes he has it's just I, I don't know i just every time i see a player like baker mayfield and baker mayfield's not about as bad as the person i'm gonna mention but like whenever i see a player like baker mayfield or johnny manzel or someone who's got um I don't know a headband or he does a little like celebration or he's got a he's got a bite back at the media he just I just I just think god just avoid him just push him away take someone else just you just don't need that kind of thing and in Cleveland I mean you don't need distractions in Cleveland it's hard enough to win there as it is and that's no offense to anyone who likes Cleveland because they're a great franchise and great fans and historic franchise it's just it's hard enough to win games there without someone barking back at the media or doing adverts when he should be watching film or whatever else it is definitely yeah i 100 percent agree with that um so that's that's all we've got uh yep, thank brilliant. you so much for coming on and, and talking about the draft it's so much easier to do a podcast when you have somebody else to talk it to. really <laughs> is yeah it's much better and so once again this is edward from shutdown coverage you can find his podcast on spotify and itunes uh, thank you so much, man, for, for coming on and, and b- being willing to, to, to talk with me. No problem. Thank you very much for having me. It's been great. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to listen to another episode here on Overtime Takes. Uh, follow, subscribe, whatever you need to do to, to stay up to date on all the latest episode drops. And you know, stay tuned for this for this next episode. It's, it's going to be really good. I'm really excited about it. And uh, once again, thank you guys so much for listening.